0: Welcome to the Gifters Podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Kai. This podcast is sponsored by the GPS online program, which teaches you how to turn your story into a successful speaking and online coaching business. For more information, go to christopherkai.com. Our guest today is Larry Kaufman. He's the author of The NCG Factor. Larry, welcome to our show
1: today. Thank you very much, Christopher. Thrilled and honored to be here with you.
0: So just so you all know, Larry is known as LinkedIn Larry. Yes, I am. Great name, has alliteration. And I'll just give Larry some major props. I get approached a lot. I meet a lot of people and a lot of people always want to take, 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 ask for things. But Larry was very giving, but he was giving in a specific way. If I say, hey, I'm a keynote speaker. Larry asked me, how can I help? I'm like, Larry, you know what? the fact that you even offered to potentially introduce me to a keynote speech, I'm going to comp you as a VIP guest into our show, but this is a perfect example of how we should all connect. We're both giving, we're both winning. So there's no, why is he doing this? Why is he not doing this? It's not about why it's about giving. And I love your book. And what does the NCG even mean, Larry?
1: So N is networking. C is connecting and G is giving. So, you know, you put them all together and they create this formula to build life-changing relationships, you know, from the time you start college all the way through retirement. And, And I'm, I enjoy the way that we connected Christopher, because I know you're this high demand, powerful, you know, speaker, author, and so much more, you know, and so I'm down here, you're way up here. And I was thrilled and honored just to connect with you, but if we all think about the other person and that's really a lot of what the book is about i think we'll we'll move much more further in our careers and and we'll feel better about you know the lives that we lead
0: yeah it's really chemical actually when you when you do happy things your, your dopamine level goes higher so let's talk about these life-changing relationships what was a relationship in college that you feel started anchoring in your mind and heart that Connections, networking, and giving is really so foundational in in life, whether in business or personal. So for you, any college stories that are PG-13 or PG?
1: (laughs) No, I mean, everything is R and above for college and not meant for your show today. You know what I I would say about college? I don't have these stories. I think what it is, is I look back in college and I'm, I'm disappointed with myself. That um, I led the, the life I did in college that was about me. It wasn't about other people. I didn't think to volunteer. I don't know if I could have been a tutor or a mentor at the time. It definitely didn't have a lot of knowledge in things back then. Today, I'd be great. But back then, you know, it's like we always say, well, what would you tell your younger self? And I, I would kick my younger self and say, what are you doing? You know, it's get out there, you know, volunteer, help other people. and and ask how you could be helpful to other people. And so I wish that I had built relationships with my professors. I I wish that I had built relationships, you know, with the people around me that I could have retained a lot of those relationships in my present life today.
0: Well, let's talk about a a life-changing relationship that you feel has really anchored your book. Because again, this whole networking thing, connecting, we all hear about that, but I love the fact that when you say life-changing, what is a a relationship that you feel that you've nurtured through your connections and giving that, that is very poignant and really powerful that our listeners can learn from.
1: Well, there's some people that early on, you know, were connectors in my life. And I, I didn't even know what that was. I didn't realize it, but they were introducing me to other people. And some of those connectors that are referenced in my book, and, and I've given credit to them, introduced me to an attorney in Chicago. And So that was a life-changing relationship because that attorney was a connector. He was an early on connector. And really, my 30-plus years in the business world, it was you know half of that time ago that I was introduced to this gentleman. So I'm a late bloomer, but when I met him, we had a great meeting. And then at the end of the meeting, he said, you know what, I'm going to introduce you to two people you don't know. And I thought that was really weird. And I didn't even know why I was meeting with an attorney anyway in my line of business. But they said, he's a great guy. Well, he was. And I said, why are you introducing me to people like this that I don't know? And he said, it's my my practice in every meeting to introduce someone I meet to two people they don't know to enhance your network. So I like that. And I think it started to, to set in and I, I tried to adopt something similar and I was more thoughtful when I would meet people. I wouldn't say I was as good as he was, but I got better. And so that's one truly life-changing relationship. And the other was a woman that allowed me early on when LinkedIn had just started to speak to a group of business owners that she met with monthly about LinkedIn. And I'll tell you, I was not an expert. I was using it. There were a million members. Today, there's over 700 million members. I wasn't an expert, but when you know more than everybody in the room, you're the expert. So that launched my ability to talk about LinkedIn and I became better and better and better and immersed myself as a speaker and expert.
0: And when did you decide to christen yourself as LinkedIn Larry? I love that name, Larry.
1: So I, I wish I could take full credit. So there's a woman that I work for, an executive in Minnesota. We were at an event in Vegas and she was introducing me as the speaker at the, that event. And you know, I tell people, she first introduced me as Scary Larry and I, I really didn't like it, you know, everyone laughed, but that I don't think that was going to carry me into my career. So she said, wait, how about LinkedIn, Larry? And, and I like that. So now I use that. I've been using it for many years and, and it works and I, and I like it. So it, it, it aligned nicely. So I'm glad that I had an L in my, my first name.
0: Nice. And also let, let's talk about LinkedIn because I get approached a lot. And it's the most basic thing that people can do if they don't want to be, if they want to be ignored is you'd have to have at least a picture of yourself. It sounds so simple, but I meet so many people that don't pictures. They just add another just generic, generic, oh, I I heard you. I saw your profile. You might connect. It's just very generic. Some bot probably, and there's no personality in it. So in your book or in life, how are specific things that you feel you can Reach out to people that you might want to engage with, whether it's a business owner, as a client, a customer, a mentor. What are some specific things that you feel are good at LinkedIn in terms of reaching out to people that you don't
1: know? Well, I think reaching out to people you don't know, you need to reach out to people that align with you. And I prefer to get introduced to people even outside of LinkedIn. So I may see you, Christopher, and I'll be honest, that's where I saw you. And a powerful profile, great background. Plus, I, I Google you're everywhere, right? So I'm, I'm I'm feeding your ego, but it's it's rightly deserved. So I think you have to seek out the people that align with your interests. You know, whether it's in business, uh, maybe it's for you know uh, your podcast and other things. And so I, I look at the profile, but I look at the shared connections that we have. I look at your background. I look at the things that you incorporated about yourself. But ideally, I want to get professionally introduced to you. And honestly, I like to do it outside of LinkedIn if possible. So I don't want to reach out cold, but sometimes you may have to because you don't have any warm shared connections that could get you to that person. So if you don't, then look at their profile and find as many things that you could pull from that profile and Google and send a very nice tailored message that will pop and it shouldn't be salesy. It should be about the other person. It should be about how you could be helpful, but make them know that you did the research.
0: I like that. I like a lot of things you said, Larry, but for sure alignment is important. How are you aligned with this person doing some research? Because you're better off focusing on 10 people you're aligned with a hundred or a thousand. But what stood out for me when we looked at your application was you talked about how you work for this billion dollar company. And for the people that are listening and watching people that are successful, they don't really have a lot of time to waste. But in Larry's case, he put a profile that he's an executive, but he's worked for a, he works for a multi-billion dollar company. So that already piqued my interest because there are a lot of business owners, a lot of executives, but it's really about the caliber of people you want to work with. And if you have these certain standards, it really does help when you put that out there. Cause if you don't, they're not gonna know how successful, not successful or who you're connected with because the, the, the cream does rise to the top and it really comes down to who you wanna align with. And for those that are listening, I'm not gonna assume whether they're a C-level executive or a, an analyst, whatever level they're at, but generally our listeners are entrepreneurs, executives and experts. So whatever you're doing, you have to hook them in first. If you don't hook them in first, whether with LinkedIn Larry or work for a multi-billion dollar company, They're not gonna be interested because I have my staff vet the people that we go through. And again, like a resume, if you can't put in a resume or a cover letter, you're not gonna even get the interview. And on LinkedIn, especially, or even like what you mentioned, that's a great way getting an intro from someone else, which Larry was gracious enough to make intros for me. And I appreciate that. But it's these simple things that you can hear the knowledge but if you want to apply it, it's, it's, it's hard. And in Larry's case, what I felt from him when I first met him virtually was that he's a very giving guy. And now let's say some people are a bit scared, squeamish, or even cynical, frankly. I've introduced people a lot. Even the guy, actually, I had a friend I met five years ago. No, actually seven years ago. I just happened to have met Elon Musk recently and I invited him to a house party in Hollywood Hills at like 11 o'clock at night. Most people would question, why is Chris introducing me? This guy's Elon Musk. Why would he do that? He doesn't know me. But I always test people and not really intentionally. If I happen to meet this person and I happen to go to this party, most people won't bother going to this party. But he ended up meeting Elon Musk at 11 o'clock at night at a Hollywood Hills party. But it's those opportunities where the higher up you go, the harder it is to reach them. But that's an example of how personally, I didn't even know the guy. And I'm like, hey, you can go try it out. You can come see if you can come. And like you, you don't really know me, but you, you took the effort to, to make introductions. So what do you say to people that might be afraid or cynical even is like, well, I don't know, Christopher, why should I introduce him? What if he does things that I don't want him to do? So what, what, do, you, what do you respond to people that might not be as giving or open frankly? Cause they're like, well, I spent 20 years meeting, meeting in contact. Why would I introduce him, Larry to that person? So what do you say to that person that might be more cynical or careful?
1: Well, you know, I think a lot of us are cautious, right? Because it's our reputation on the line. It's our credibility. You took a chance, right? Because you brought that person to that party. Now, I think I would have been a better choice. No <laughs> of course. But I would have done great. But, you know, you take a chance sometimes. It's your gut. Uh, hopefully, you know, what I could do is, is I could, you know, find out more about that person if we have some shared connections and, and get a little bit more into their character. And so I think, I think you know, some of us are cynical and careful and cautious and frankly we should be you know like i said because it it's our name it's our brand it's our reputation and so uh, i do take a chance i i meet with you know people and you know like helping someone for a job that i don't know that well but maybe we had a quick conversation and just felt good and maybe i had done a little bit of diligence and so sometimes you have to take a chance you can't you know hire a background firm to do all the research (laughs) You know, I think the amount of times where it's backfired versus it's been successful, the success has outweighed the backfiring. And so I think it's, it's okay, we have to take that leap of faith. And we're in a world now where we should be helping other people and taking that leap of faith.
0: Yeah. And one of the suggestions which you bring up is in that you you try it, but for me, whenever I have new contacts, I literally say, hey, I just had Larry on my podcast. So I'm not saying I've known Larry for years. So it's not misrepresenting how I know Larry. It's just saying this is how I met him. And I thought you might be a great connection. So you keep it simple and it's up to the other person that you connect to make the decision. That's, that's how I deal with it relative to the people I meet. Sometimes if I say, oh, I've known Larry for X amount of time. But in this case, I would just say, Larry is a very genuine guy. I met him through my podcast. Again, I don't know you well, but I know enough that you're kind enough to share some of your experience, whether personal and professional. And again, people that really meet people, they can tell fairly quickly if the person is genuine authentic or not. And from there, that's really the foundation. Going back to what you're saying, in alignment. We're like laughing. We're talking about non-business things. And we won't get into that, but I'm just saying, it's just great that you have a connection with someone that we don't know, but we're all human beings. And I appreciate that, Larry. So we only have a few minutes, Larry. I really want to talk about your book. And what are the specific takeaways that when someone has read your book, they're like, Larry, thank you so much for fill in the blank.
1: Well, thank you so much for changing my life and having me reflect upon my legacy and giving me the ability to change things now. And so the things I would say are important out of my book are it's not too late to rewrite your your living legacy and and when you're no longer here. And so part of that is changing what you do. Are you philanthropic? Are you giving? Are you connecting people to people? Do you really think about that? And in meeting you, you know, Christopher, I there's people I felt that you should know and, and very, I'm very you know specific in how I make those connections. I think it through. And the other things would be about because of the climate we're in, and I talk about it's the other person, so I make sure you ask those five words every day, which would be, how can I help you? And if you incorporate that daily, it's gonna be life-changing if you execute to really help the other person and also on, on top of that would be to set a goal on how to be helpful to other people. So I, I put in my book, I put in a goal to help someone in transition every single week. Um, I exceed that goal every single week, but I, I implore you to think about setting a goal beyond your financial and everything else, set a goal on how you can help other people daily, weekly, monthly, and I think that you'll be able to rewrite your, your legacy today.
0: Larry, that's great advice. Thank you so much for being on our show today. And for our listeners and viewers, if you listen to Larry's advice, you connect one person every week. That's four a month. That's 52 a year. There's something about when you give without anything of wanting to return, there's this beauty of magic to it. And Larry, thank you so much for being our, our great example. And I just love saying LinkedIn, Larry, thank you so much for being on our show.
1: Appreciate you and have a great day. Thank you, Christopher. Great to be here.
0: Thank you for listening to the Gifters podcast. If you want to learn how to turn your story into a successful speaking and online coaching business, go to christopherkai.com to learn more.